Social Media Serenity, podcast episode number 101. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to talk about social media. You know, all those things like Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, occasionally a little Google Plus as we get a little more familiar with it. However, I want to point out one thing, though. Real quickly, after some feedback that I got after last week's episode, which there were like one and a half people who were very disappointed with my um, coverage, I guess, or lack thereof of Google Plus and its features and functionality. And, and I, I want to thank that half person. That half person, yes. Uh, but anyway, there there was one and a half people who, uh, and, and I say half person because it was only halfway disheart. Uh, they were only halfway disappointed. So, so only oh, one, okay. one and a half people were disappointed about the the lack of information that I had related to Google Plus and that it was my fault and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, I just want to say that we are not a news podcast, but we are more of a, uh, you know, two people going through the journey of trying to figure out how to incorporate as much of social media as possible to build our brands, to connect relationally with other people, to have meaningful relationships with other people around the world, with both people we've met in the past and are trying to stay connected to or reconnect with, or whether it be meeting brand new people that we're meeting for the very first time as a result of this awesome thing called social networking. And and one of the things I just want to point out is the show is is about our journey of trying to do all of that, but living a life of serenity. You know, gspn.tv is all about pursuing balanced living. And and so we we focus very heavily on the serenity part. And so that's why last week I shared that I was actually very happy with last week's episode personally because I I believe I came at Google Plus from the the perspective of somebody who's just been so busy, how do I ha- how do I fit this into my life? And and to be honest with you, still today, you know, even a week after last week, I I logged into Google Plus um three times on the iPhone app, spent um maybe 5-10 minutes each time. I logged into Google Plus via Safari once since last week, since we talked last week and it wasn't overly impressed then. Haven't had a chance to do a hangout yet still. And uh, I, I don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about it. Do I want to learn more? Yes, I do. Are there tons of other valuable resources out there? Absolutely. Um, I, do, I, knew, I do know one thing. If you are following very few people, you don't want to follow Chris Brogan. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> and I, I love it. I still it. haven't figured out to, how to, to mute him. And it's not, again... And I think I said this last week or the week before, I don't dislike him and I don't dislike anything he does, but I feel like he's, I, I personally feel like he's posting way too much. Yeah. And, and he too actually, quickly and too frequently. And I'm just like, I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. It's the broken fire hose. 
Um, <laughs> yes. Thus the title of today's episode, the Brogan Firehouse. No, seriously, I like Chris Brogan a lot. Um, I do. And the thing is, is he's one of like 12 or 14 people that I'm following on Google Plus at this moment in time. And I loved it because one of his status updates was pretty much, uh, you know, it's like, hey, here's the thing. If you think that I'm I'm posting too off too much, too often, blah, 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 blah. It's real simple. Remove me from your circle. You know, no, no, it's not going to hurt me. It's not going to offend me. But this is how I'm choosing to use Google Plus. I'm posting a lot, you know, and so feel free to remove me without any fear that I might become aware of it and be upset with you because that's just not how it's going to happen. You know, this this is, you know, if you want, he didn't go into even more than that. That was pretty much the gist of what he said. At least that's the overview of what I wrote. It was written in a paragraph and a half or something. But the idea is that this is the way he's choosing to use it. And I'm totally cool with that. It's just that that's not the way that I want to consume, you know, content in Google Plus because it's overwhelming to check in and not see anybody but Chris Bergen in your timeline. Right. And I think when you get to the point where there's more people sharing and you've got, you know, a timeline or a news feed, whatever you want to call it, and you're, you're going through it on Google Plus, just like it is on Facebook, you'll have, you know, much more diversity, much more, you know, stuff. But again, that's not even something we regularly do either. Right. Well, you do, you do less than I do, I should say. Yeah. So anyway, Google Plus, love it, hate it. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, it's what what it is right now, and and it's not available for Google Apps. And I'm still not going to really heavily get involved in Google Plus until then. So, uh, one of the things that I will say is that I am not going to promise not to speak about Google Plus. If I do speak about Google Plus, it will mostly be uninformed uh, opinion, and it'll be based upon you know news stories that I read and things I hear from other people. Uh, are you still actively pursuing some just involvement a little bit into Google Plus, Eric? I am passively interacting on Google Plus. Cool. And I've turned all the notifications and things off on the phone because it was duplicating what I was seeing on my Gmail. Gotcha. Well, and that's that's annoying. <laughs> yes. And and for those of you who are totally geeked out about Google Plus, I have a I have a friend who has launched a podcast and it's it's very cool podcast from what I'm hearing from other people and it is called Google Plus Today and you can go to Google Plus Today P L U S Google Plus Today .net and this is a podcast that's devoted to nothing other than <gasps> Google Plus and he's got video screencast tutorials he's got podcast episodes I mean this guy's Eating, drinking, breathing, sleeping, all Google Plus. Who is it? Uh, his name is Dennis Freitas. Okay. Or Freitas, actually. Dennis Freitas. And uh, so anyway, go check it out. Googleplustoday.com. And, and you can get your Google Plus fix. Because we're not going to be able to help immediately. Now, I can tell you right now, as soon as, soon as Google Apps comes out with Google Plus, look out world. We're talking Google Plus. Well, see, and that's the other thing. We're both very busy right now. Exactly. Dis- disclaimer, we're not necessarily down on Google Plus so much as you've got your issue with Google Apps, mm-hmm. and that's a very, very valid issue. I'm sorry, but I mean, we can rant for the, on that for a long time, but we won't. But Google needs to understand that they're paying customers, or at least higher profile free customers like you, um, 
need to be able to ha- connect this to that. Exactly. Otherwise, how are you going to get them to use it? Because they they'll go through all the trouble of starting and then have to restart all over again. Yeah, I did pick up a so. tip from Veronica Belmont, who happened to be a have a guest spot on this week in tech last week, or maybe it was this week. I don't know. It was probably this week, this past weekend. Um, and so she was talking about you know all the apps versus Gmail and the and the same kind of deal. And here I've been using Safari to open up Google, you know, the, you know, anything that's Gmail related, that's not Google apps related, because I don't want right. to sign out of my apps account. And uh-huh. I don't like fast user switching because I keep all my calendar and stuff like that open in tabs that are pinned. And as soon as I log out just for a second and log in as another Gmail user, and then it's like, I want to go refer to my calendar. I can't refer to my calendar because I'm now logged in as a Gmail and my calendar has automatically sensed that and switched me over to the old Gmail calendar. And so th- this is this is my life right now, you know, with Gmail. Mm-hmm. And so, but she came, she mentioned something that's like, why didn't I think about it? incognito window in Chrome? Oh, yeah. So anytime I want to, I could literally all stay, because I'm a Chrome person all the way. So I can just, in Chrome, do file, new incognito window, and then I can go into google.com slash plus, I believe. I haven't tried this. I'm trying it right now live. And I can go to, what is my name? Frank? Frank? I can't Man, something or other. Yeah, Vaster. All right, I got that. And then at gmail.com. I'm going to try this because this is the first time I've had it. Since I listened to that this past weekend, this is the first time I'm having the opportunity to ch- check this out. So I got to think of my fake username password okay i okay i am in i am signed in as my g plus account and now i'm going to go into and i'm going to reload my email and make sure that i'm still logged in with yeah this works i can i can leave google plus open in an incognito window in chrome nice so there you go there's a there's a google plus tip for you so you'll be able. So there you go. We haven't given you nothing. Exactly. There you go. Um, and and actually, let me add to that. I do know from Stephanie Week that you can, if you did hit the plus. Let me try this. Actually, I hit the plus, and then Frank. There you are. It's Frank, by the way. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, recording social media serenity right now at, and then I put gspn.tv slash live. And I, I, I am posting a status update to Google plus. I think it's the first one since I signed up. So there's two ways to do this. Um, and what I'm talking about is the whole direct message thing that I had questions about last week is it's literally, if you use the plus and then start typing their name, it'll do that tagging thing that we're familiar with on Facebook where the oh, your yeah. people show up and then you hit enter and that they'll show up and they'll be the only person that that yeah. message is shared to. Right. So basically you can type in like I can say, hey, Eric, looking good today. All right. Today. And so then I would unmark my friend circle. So then I do that and then I can just type in Eric. Uh, and there you are. And so I can choose you. And so now I'm sending you technically a direct message. And so I just hit send. Yep. And it in real time showed up for me. Awesome. 
Okay. See, so so we learned something, and we just want to say thank you to Tony Rinkenberger and a bunch of other folks who had sent us in a lots of other valuable stuff. I'll tell you what. Let's throw one more thing in here, just just to 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 give people you know something else on Google Plus, since we we you know are very light on information related to it, and uh, that is forty Google Plus tips and tricks. And we will put this in the show notes for episode number one hundred one of um of socialmediaserenity.com so just go to socialmediaserenity.com and you will find a story that's uh that tony rinkenberger sent to me and it's 40 plus 40 google plus tips and trips for power users so there you go two things related to google plus today hey can i actually throw one one more thing i suppose all right here's one thing i do like a very much very much like about google plus yeah. When I go into my Gmail and I happen to see the red thing show up, I can click that and it'll show me all my, you know, uh, up notifications. And like, for example, yours is the very top one. And I can click on that and I can write right there, you know, a response and post it and have never left Gmail. So in other words, I don't that need to go cool. to Google Plus to interact on Google Plus because of Gmail, because they've integrated there. So and some pe- I really like that. And some people will argue, but I can do that with Facebook because I can hit reply and type in a message. It's like, yeah, but yeah, if you wanted to not completely screw up everything and you know visually, <laughs> you have to delete your signature line. Yeah. So you're saying this is a pop, it's kind of like a popover kind of thing ajaxy kind of deal and you oh, can yeah. just type it in and boom you're good to go yep that is and, cool and to be honest that's exactly how i interacted with um stephanie and she told me about this she create I, I had posted something she responded and then she posted um she put plus eric fisher this is all you have to do to do a private message to someone no need to create a circle and i was like and now i and now i get it very so, cool. And I never went to Google Plus to talk to her about that. It was right there through Gmail. That is awesome. So, well, we'll I, be, we will practice using it more. The other thing I was going to say about time constraint is I'm do I'm my job is a lot busier than it has been as well as I'm going to have a son in about seven weeks so oh, that's right <laughs> i got a lot to do right now sorry <laughs> sorry google <laughs> <laughs> wait but I, I i think the big story here is that uh we will be you know very eager to talk about google plus i think you and i are both both extremely optimistic about the service and oh yeah and and i'm i'm even well interrogates the wrong word talking to a friend of mine who has sp- all all gone over. He's not abandoned other sites, but he has not. He is now posting to Google Plus only, and then having that aggregate out everywhere else. Interesting. So, if you're interested in that, express interest to us, and I will go over that on the show. Well, I have a question, or actually, a, a kind of a tie-in to our next story, of, or actually, what we're really going to focus on for the rest of this episode. Yeah, and that is okay. So we've got Buffer app, right? Mm-hmm. And we have all of the, you know, I don't know about you, but I got I got plenty of buffer space in there because I got lots and lots of buffers, and I paid for their premium account and all this good stuff. And I'm looking right now in my buffer. For those of you who don't know what buffer is, it allows you to schedule tweets out in the future, at and it goes out of times that you selected. And as you queue up, it's it's basically tweet queuing, if you will, status update queuing. And so the 
I'm looking here and if I click on account, check this out. I'm just going to click on account right now and I have 158 spaces in my buffer. And currently, if I click on my Hunger Games pod account, which is my Hunger Games podcast Twitter account, there are two status messages that are in the buffer. And if I look at GS at GSPN, I have one status message in the buffer. So my question is, where do we come up with content to share with the world? Everywhere. No. <laughs> well, that's the science of it is, is what, and to be honest, it's all about the strategy that works for you. And mm-hmm. I believe both of our strategies are going to be very different. So that's the top, that's really the, the, the main gist of what we want to cover today is, you know, where are, how do we consume social media and how do we decide to choose what we produce in social media? Right. So do you want to start things off, Eric? Sure. Since this was your idea. All right. And I will say that for the time being, I am still very much a Twitter person. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I'm aiming to share stuff primarily to Twitter, but then also some of it to Facebook. And then, uh, well, anyway, that's, that's, that's the context, the starting context, I should say. Um, so, for example, like right now, I just jumped over to Twitter.com, and I'll occasionally do this when I have time. I'll just go through and I'll just kind of look and see, you know, who's tweeting what. Is there anything instantly retweetable that I think is kind of cool, or is there anything there that I want to hit reply to or hit buffer on for future retweet? Those kind of things. I mean, that that's just something I'll do occasionally now. I've become a lot more liberal with my who I follow although I have gone and unfollowed some people that are like dead accounts and that's a whole other topic. Um, So that is one thing I do to get, you know, if I'm looking, if I'm looking to fill my buffer reserve, um, that is one thing I'll do. I I mean, I'll go through and I'll just hit buffer on certain things. Um, And I also have a list of people who have very consistently provided retweetable stuff. And I will go over to that list as well and look through and maybe buffer or respond or, cause I don't, the thing is, is about Twitter is I don't want to just be retweeting people's stuff all the time. I want to write my own stuff. I also want to retweet other people's stuff, but I also want to respond to people's stuff too. I don't want it to just be about consumption. I should clarify. So, right. Um, so that's that's primarily what I'm doing with looking for stuff on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's where I, you know when you're seeking it out and and you're using it that way. Um, the other two major fire hoses that I have, I mean, because that's that's a fire hose right there, a, a, a well, a, a segmented Twitter fire hose of just who I'm following as well as just a list or two. Um, the next one's Google Reader, and and I probably need to go through and prune some of the subscriptions I have on there. I subscribe to a lot of stuff. I sift through it very quickly, two times a day maybe, maybe three times, or uh, go through it where I'll go through and say, okay, I don't have re- time to read that right now, but it looks very interesting, and I'll star it, and then I'll, every two to three days, go through the starred items. And let me go there real quick here. 
what I'll do then is I've got either I will either use the Reader app R E E D E R on my iPad or my iPhone, and um, you can send things either right to oh what's it called uh, Evernote. If it's an article that yeah I want to retweet, but I also want to hold on to for reference down the road then I send it to Evernote so that I've got it locked away in there and it's not still sitting in my Google reader. Right. Um, but also, like, for example, here's a, here's a HubSpot thing. Let me look at that. Um, three-pronged approach to keyword research for global marketers. Not necessarily something we talk about on this show, but something I may use for work. So in the, the user, uh, let's see, the Google, the web-based version of Google Reader, down at the bottom, I've got some of the stuff populated in the send to where I've got Evernote, I've got Buffer app, I've got Facebook, Instapaper, and Twitter. And so all these places I would be sending this to, like for example, I would probably click Evernote, and when I do that, it opens up Evernote, sends it right there. But then also I can hit send a Buffer app. Right. Inside right from of, Google Reader. Oh, that's in Google Reader? Oh, yes. that's if you're online. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, is that that would primarily be something I would go through. Like if I want, if I knew there was a bunch of stuff in my Google Reader start items that I wanted to send a buffer app, I would go to the web interface, go to the start items, click on them, and go to the bottom. Just hit send to buffer app, and boom. Mark Zuckerberg's sister leaves Facebook to start own media company. Add to buffer. Right. That simple. So that's that's one of the other ways I'm doing it. Very cool. Um, the and and that, and like I said, the Google Reader either either here on the web or in the Reader app that I'm using has the ability to shoot it right out to Twitter. Most of those kind of RSS aggregators have that functionality now. Um, but again, we don't want it to be bombardment of information. So I try to filter everything through Buffer, Buffer app at yeah. this point. There's one last thing that I do, and I use Flipboard. Okay. I go to Flipboard, and I find, I've found a, a select few, uh, well, it's like f- the most popular stuff on Flipboard, as well as like Wired Magazine and a few other, you know, weird or cool or whatever, things that are kind of outside my regular, you know, social media or, um, we, well, social media wheelhouse, basically. And try to find cool, weird, interesting stuff that kind of is also my personality, but not stuff I normally have tweeted in the past. And I want to throw that out there. Like like a weird YouTube video yesterday I sent out um, of two dogs barking back and forth, but it had subtitles that sound that that read like what it sounded they were actually barking. You know, nice. stuff weird things like that. And my daughter cracked up at it later. You know, it's that kind of thing. Um you know, you're throwing those fun things in there, you know, that, that start, you know, someone sees it in your Twitter feed and they're like, oh, that looks interesting. And they click it and they're like, oh, that was hilarious. And then they write back and then you have to start a conversation and other people do too, you know. So I, I look to try and find things that aren't necessarily, um, it's stuff that I'm not subscribed to in Google Reader. And it's also stuff that I don't necessarily see when I go through on my Twitter feed. It's that fringe type stuff or dug out, dug down deeper but curated up to the top on Flipboard stuff that that I love to be able to find That's and be awesome. like 
one of the first I've never se- I haven't seen anybody tweet this yet. I get to be the first one or at least the right. first in my circle, you know what I mean? So, yes. those are the ways I'm consuming and and then throwing it turning it back around and, and flipping it out. But that's not counting me producing my own stuff and I'll talk about that later. Well, your turn. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Now, of course, I do a ton of the some similar things to you. I you know, I I subscribe to a very select few uh, RSS feeds of things that are all interesting to me. Mashable being one of the things. MacStories.net, I believe, is the other one. Um, are are the two main fire hoses for tech news that I subscribe to. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I try to avoid is just taking a Mashable post and just posting it out onto my feed, even if I buffer it out. Right. And the reason why is because, well, I'll ton of people who are interested in all of that information are either number one already following Mashable or they're following somebody who is following Mashable who is posting every single story that they find interesting for Mashable. I'm an expert. I post everything Mashable does. Exactly. And so <laughs> um, now, you know, of course, when you do post something, I do recommend and, and this is something that I try to practice all the time is instead of just, you know, sending out exactly what the title of their post is. I try to give some kind of commentary like, hey, I like, for example, I I sent out a tweet this morning that uh, says, I feel horrible about what happened to my friends over at at Pocket Cast story colon and then a link to the story. And then it says, I love my iPhone app, guys. And of course, this is not a Mashable story, but you can imagine instead that this is what it was. The title, this is from padgadget.com. And it's the title of the story is Amazon caught not paying Android app developers as advertised. So normally what would happen is most people would just send out a tweet that says Amazon caught not paying Android app developers as advertised and then just put a link to the story. Right. That's right. what. So what instead what I did is I made it personal, personal by saying I feel horrible about what happened to my friends over at App Pocket Cast. It's like, listen, I, 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 I know these guys. This story is about somebody that I know. And here's a link to the story if you want to fi- find out why I feel horrible for what's happened to them. All right. So th- that, that's one thing that I do is I make sure that if I am going to post to a story, I do want to, um, to, to change up the, the title and, and, and to entice people to click through and link to it, you know. Uh, but I'll say this. It, I read that tweet and I went and read the article. I wouldn't have um, if it was just the title of the article. I did because of what you did. Exactly. That, that's it. And, and you read the article. And, yep. and now you understand the of what's going on in the world of Amazon and, and Amazon and uh, Android app developers. And, yeah. And the future of it. And, and that's interesting things to know, especially when you might be considering what your next phone is. Am I going to go to Android? Am I going to go here? Am I going to buy an, an Android app from this store? Or, you know, should I just go ahead and buy it from Amazon? Or should I well, get, should I should I take that free application offer from Amazon? Well, that and I love Pocket Casts on my iPhone. And so because you mentioned it, I immediately tuned in. Otherwise, I wouldn't have cared about the Android apps. Yep. You know, exactly. So, so anyway, I, I, I th- that, that's one of the things that I do. The other thing that I do is, um, obviously I do share and, and even though I don't find that Mashable is the place where I want to source a ton of what I share on Twitter and syndicate out to Facebook and LinkedIn, because that's how I do it. Yo, that's how I roll. Right. Uh, 
<laughs> I I do I do post to Twitter and it does syndicate to Facebook and LinkedIn. Um so but so what I do though is I actually I I don't use the starring feature in in Google Reader. What I do is I subscribe to things in Google Reader and then I use the Feedler Pro um application on the iPhone and anytime I find a story that I think is worth considering obviously I have a network of podcasts that span a great deal of topics, you know, technology, business technology, social media serenity for social networking, um, Mac related stories for help. I got a Mac, you know, so family related stories for families from the heart. I mean, just all kinds of, uh, different places. So what I do is I actually have an email set up an email account and I won't tell you the email address, but it's a specific, I know it. It's a specific (laughs) email address that I forward stories to. So Feedler Pro allows me to say, hey, I want I can either send a link, email a link to this article or I can actually email the entire article, which includes a link also. And so what I'll do is if it's a, if, if I find something that's going to be great to talk about on social media serenity, I send an email. I, I say send this to. And if I if it's something that I think might be interesting for for social media serenity, but I'm not 100 percent certain yet, then I just send it to this special email address. If it's something that I know would be great for social media serenity, then I also include Eric in that email and Eric will then take and put a link to it into the show notes automatically. And so I don't send Eric everything that I think might be interested, only the things that I know would be interesting for us to cover. And then I, I do that for Business Tech Weekly. You know, I do that for all of the other shows. And so every week, once a week, I go into that email account and I look into the show prep folder and say, hey, you know, here's all the stories I sent to myself. And what I find is that three days later, that story is just not nearly as interesting as it was when I first sent it to myself. And I delete it and it's gone. And so I love the fact that I'm curating in this way because I, I can't imagine what would have been like if I would have just tweeted that out. Because to be honest with you, that's, that's just really not all that interesting. And, and so that's one of the things that I don't want to do is send out a ton of uninteresting stories just because I'm looking to feed my newsfeed. Exactly. All right. So that's one of the things that I, I do in my philosophy here. So where am I coming up with content? You know, obviously I have content for shows, but where am I coming up with content for uh, Twitter? And I'll be honest with you, I, I know the places to go and I know how to create the content. My problem lately has been the time necessary to curate the content I want to share in my Buffer. Like I said, I, I love Buffer app uh, over at BufferApp.com. And um, I'm going to give you an, a perfect example that I think more people will relate to versus what I do with GSPN. And I'm going to say my Hunger Games podcast Twitter ID, which is Hunger Games Pod, P-O-D. All right. And my what I do there in that account is I'm looking for... I'm looking for stories that is going to be of great interest to anyone who is seriously, I mean, a dedicated fan to the the book series, The Hunger Games, and or the upcoming movie coming out. So what I've done in in this case is I actually schedule each week right now, what is, this is what I'm doing. I'm scheduling about 30 minutes to an hour once a week to go and research very interesting things related to the Hunger Games. 
And what I'll do is I will then um, send buffer updates uh, for those types of things. So let me give you an example of some Hunger Games stuff that I have in my buffer right now. So I'm going over there. Here's one. Want to talk Hunger Games with other fans? Check out gspncommunity.com slash group slash Hunger Games. Now, that's one that's obviously self-promoting. That's, you know, inviting people to come hang out with other members of GSPN who are also in into Hunger Games. However, here's another one. May seem like old news to some, but worth repeating. Fan-made movie scene of a fan-made movie scene of Katniss and Rue from the Hunger Games. And so it's a link to this YouTube video where it's this amazing uh, portrayal of of a scene from the book that is done so well that most of the comments that I'm saying it, that I see are people saying, man, I hope the people over at the, you know, I hope the movie is at least this good. You know, it may be hard for the movie director to top this the way that they've portrayed it here. So, so, and how am I finding this? What I'm doing is I'm finding Hunger Games fan sites. So other people who are devoted to creating content on a consistent basis related to this. Now, am I stealing their content? Absolutely not, because the, what I do now, of course, that one I is you know is not credited to somebody. But let me find one that how I have been crediting other people. So I'm going to go twitter.com/hungergamespod, and I am going to look at some of the tweets that I put out there. Uh, for example, here, listen to this: free study guides for teaching the Hunger Games in schools? Question mark. Here's a link, and it's a shortened URL. And it says, thank you at the hob org for the post. And so basically I found this on the hob fan website for the hunger games study guides for for teachers who want to help teach life lessons from the series, the hunger games. That, that's, that's an interesting treat. Um, here's one. You can follow many of the cast from the hunger games movie on Twitter. Check out this post from the hob.org. Here's the link. Um, let's see here. Loving the behind the scenes of the Hunger Games movie. See this blog from the HGT Hunger Games trilogy fan site. Here's a link. And what's going on is I'm posting all of this valuable information. And basically I'm going in and taking tons of these fan sites who are publishing so much wonderful content. And I'm personally curating the best stories that I find and I'm sending them out several weeks after they've already been up on the on the actual sites themselves. And now I'm bringing those to light to the people who may be following me, who are following me, but may not be following those fan sites. Mm-hmm. And now I'm directing people back to those fan sites and giving them their credit, adding followers to them. And what they're doing is they're retweeting and replying back to me. They have thousands of people who are obviously just as passionate about the Hunger Games. And they're seeing... At G- at Hunger Games Pod, at Hunger Games Pod, at Hunger Games Pod. And lo and behold, here I am. Uh, I went from, since starting Buffer App and uh, since doing uh, this, I went from 109 Twitter followers to 1,026 so far. Nice. And that's within the last two weeks. There you go. So. So that that is very much, I mean, if you're lo- if you're looking specifically to it doesn't necessarily work with like a Facebook. Well, no, I guess that could work with a Facebook following. I wish there was a way to maybe send, um, use Buffer app to send to Facebook pages. Hmm. 
Well, seeing how it's called Buffer App and it's not called Twitter Buffer. True. Maybe our good friends over there at Buffer App could uh, consider doing that. Yeah. Well, that, I have a I have one other issue I need to not an issue suggestion that I want to send to them, which is, hey, I'm at a conference all day this this week or not this week, but you know, like next week I'm going to Blog Indiana. Um, Thursday and Friday and so I would like to have stuff in my buffer and not have to clear it all out but I'd like to hit pause so that I can tweet from the conference oh is there not a pause button for the buffer not that I know of you could go in and delete all your buffer times well what I need to do is go in and adjust the the days on the block and take out Thursday and Friday ah there you go and that'll do it but I'd love to not have to go do that where I could just go in and just hit pause right on the account, I'm know? gonna I'm gonna start the music over here just so people know you're gonna hear the outro music twice. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> join the community. Oh, what? <laughs> no. Uh, what I was gonna say though is is absolutely yeah. That that would be a great feature. And um, what? Just one other thing is when you're thinking about curating all this information. I've been going in and I'm following a lot more people than I used to. And even when I'm following, you know, even when I'm following as many people as I am now, when I go into the timeline and I see somebody who is in my timeline and the out of the last 50 tweets, you know, seven, you know, four, if four or five of them are from the uh-huh. same person. Right. And when I'm when I say the last 50 tweets, I'm talking about that's the last five minutes. You know, so if you post if you post more than three tweets within an hour there's about a 95% chance I'm unfollowing that person. And there's the exception if I happen to be following somebody you're going back and forth with and having yes. a talk. That's way different. We'll see that. But if it's just headline, headline, headline. Ugh. Exactly. Hey, until next week, my friends, we encourage you to join the community.